Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monday and Thursday evenings at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, you can also listen to it on our Podomatic page, Podomatic.com, and just put in Camp Constitution. And on our YouTube channel. And the show is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among all things, runs a week-long family camp. And this year's camp, God willing, we have every intention of uh, running our camp this year. Uh, it's uh, from July 19th to the 24th, so it'll be, it'll be uh, Sunday afternoon till Friday morning at the beautiful Singing Hills Christian Camp and Conference Center in Plainfield, New Hampshire, about an hour north of Concord. And one of our feature instructors at this year's camp is on the line there. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Alex. Great to be with you. Good to be on again. You've been, a, you've been on, oh, I don't know, five or six times the last couple of years. Uh, you are an author of several books, including um, you, you co-authored this one I guess, with our, our late dear friend Sam Blumenfeld to call Crimes of the Educators. You are the, a writer for The New American. Uh, you you speak a number of different languages, travel around the world, and uh, also teach at the Freedom Project Academy. And I, I wanted John this time to talk about something called coronavirus. Are you familiar with that a little bit? No, what's that? I, I don't think I've heard of that. Oh, one you haven't heard of that demo. Well, you <laughs> get Gary, your editor Gary Benoit better get on the ball and fill you in. No, actually, the New American <laughs> came out with a really good um, special issue. And it made it available, I guess, as a free PDF download. So tell us, as a liberty-minded person, uh, your take on this. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert on, on the virus side of things or the medical right. side of things. I will say that I'm thoroughly unimpressed with the fear-mongering so far. Um, yeah, it, it seems to me like there's a deliberate campaign to try to orchestrate as much fear and panic as possible. And uh, the reason why they do that is the same reason why they always do that. They have new policies, new programs, new liberties they want to steal, more you know, money they want to take from us. And so I think that's very much going on here. But we did do um, an interview yesterday with uh, Dr. Shiva, who I know uh, you know. And so yes. we got you know, some of the, the medical side of that. That was very, very interesting, some of the scientific side, and that was very interesting. Um, there's also a new documentary that just came out from the Epoch Times, uh, a newspaper, which I also write for, but uh, they did a really phenomenal job on this documentary. It's about the origin of the CCP virus, and what they argue is that uh, it appears to be something created in a, in a bioweapons lab in China, and they have some experts on virology talking about how it seems to be you know, different pieces of different types of viruses spliced together. It's uh, phenomenally interesting. And so from the, you know, from the medical side, I will say that without being a doctor, without being an expert on these things, I, I'm not persuaded that we're being told the truth about how dangerous it is, about where it came from. You know, I guess so the, the official party line is that somebody ate a bat and, um, yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm not going to that. Bat. Well, what's interesting is that uh, this notion that it was manufactured, artificially created, you know, the first thing usually, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, but it's becoming more mainstream. 
And the Epoch Times did an incredible job. They have a, a special issue of their publication. And I, uh, I have a, a learning center in Lexington. And in the front porch, when I went up there yesterday or the day before, there was a, a copy that they had delivered probably in the whole town. And it does have a sizable Chinese population in Lexington. And it, they, they, used, they call it the CCP virus because they believe that the Communist Party of China is responsible for 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 not only creating it, but letting it get out of get out, and then not uh, dealing with it when it when the first symptoms were shown in Wuhan, and then in fact, what did they do? They punished. Um, there was eight doctors, I think, that initially back in what was it early December or late November, said something's not right here. We got a problem. <clears throat> And they were told to recant what they said. They were uh, censored and what have you, which is what happens in communist countries. Um, uh, But it looks like, you know, I hear people saying that, well, Trump's going to lose this next election because of this virus and the economy's tanking. But I can't see the average American blaming Trump for something, a a virus. What's What's your take on that? Yeah, the politics of it are going to be interesting. I, I think if this continues much longer, um, you know, I, I don't know that um, Trump will have you know, a realistic opportunity of winning. And, and I don't mean the virus problem. You know, I think the virus, uh, again, has been overhyped. I don't think it's nearly as dangerous as we've been told to believe. But I think the real problem here, and I, I wrote about this in the new special issue we did in the New American for the coronavirus, is the economic side of things. Um, Basically, we are committing economic suicide um, under the pretext of dealing with this virus. And uh, you know, even the official projection now, you have you know, leaders of the Federal Reserve now saying that we may have 50, 60 million people out of work if this continues much longer. That's a third of our workforce. Okay? Um, we have Goldman Sachs estimating that we may shave a third off of our GDP. Uh, imagine our economy shrinking by a third. You, know, you think you're having trouble making ends meet now. Uh, just wait till the economy shrinks by a third. Just wait till the inflation eats away uh, all your last savings, and um, going to the grocery store costs you, you know, ten times as many dollars as it does today. Uh, things will get really rough, and you know, people, unfortunately, they've been so indoctrinated, they've been so dumbed down and propagandized by the media that I don't think people go into elections all the time thinking about things rationally. They might not think, well, you know, Trump really didn't have anything to do with this virus, and, you know, technically it was my governor that shut down my economy and cost me my job. Mm -hmm. They'll just be mad. They'll just vote against whoever they see on the ticket who's an incumbent. And so I think, you know, that's probably part of the reason. I think the establishment, the deep state, hates Donald Trump with such a passion. And, uh, you know, you you and I, Hal, are are constitutionalists. We certainly can't agree with every single thing he's ever said and done. That's correct. I I think it's clear that the establishment hates him, which is with an incredible passion. Just recently, you know, he he canceled the funding for the World Health Organization, and uh, you'd think he's literally Hitler from the way the media is reacting (laughs) reacting to this, right? So I I, I think there is going to be a campaign to use this against him. I do, too. It's brilliant. I mean, that, that should have happened, you know, in the 1940s. Um, unfortunately, it didn't. But now is better than you know, never. So, well, one of the I know there's some, I, there may be some positive things, and I'm not a Pollyanna. And whether the, the economy is going to come back uh, better than ever, I know I can't imagine that it will become back better than ever under a, a Biden's leadership. Uh, I, it's hard. I think the minute people get to see this real Joe Biden, I think it's going to uh, it's going to scare a lot of people. Uh, but again, I don't. Um, I, I take nothing for granted. I never thought that Hillary was a shoe-in when most people that I knew uh, figured she was a shoe-in. They said, nah, I don't think so. 
uh, all the pundits uh, said she's going to win, and she was up. She it was an upset. So I can't say that Trump, Trump will win hands down. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm looking at some of the positive things that may come out of this. Uh, one of them is the notion of borders, because uh, one of the first things that a country does when they try to contain the virus is what? They close the borders. And these crazy governors, these left-wing governors, not only are they closing the state, but the national borders, they're closing state borders uh, to some extent. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, suddenly the Tenth Amendment's not racist anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm wondering if Donald um, <laughs> yeah. Trump used some reverse psychology. I'm sure you saw in the news where he uh, he told them all that uh, the presidency has total authority. Like, what in the world is this guy thinking? Yeah. And now you suddenly have all these Democrat governors running around like chickens with their heads cut off. They're like, no, 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 we have authority too. And so hopefully we'll all remember that next time we have a, a Democrat president and they want to impose gun control or who knows what else. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I'm with you, Hal. I think there could be some very positive outcomes from this. In fact, my, um, my last word in that New American special issue on the coronavirus deals with some potential silver linings we might see here. Uh, one of them, naturally, is going to be, you know, an affinity for borders once again. They've been teaching our kids at school that borders are racist, and you're racist if you support borders. Uh, I think that notion is going to fall by the wayside, at least for the time being. I'm also incredibly excited about the prospect for a, a massive increase in the number of homeschoolers in America. I just published an article in the Epic Times uh, a few days ago on this. Uh, it's called uh, Coronavirus Gives Homeschool Revolution a Boost. And then uh, we have a cover story going into the New American uh, right now. It's probably heading off to the printer today um, on, on this topic of, uh, you know, what's going to happen with education after coronavirus. And I think, you know, if, if things go well, we'll see millions of new homeschool. Hey, you know, the establishment is trying to hijack this now. They want to uh, seize this opportunity to blur the lines between homeschooling and government school and you know, so there's dangers, but I think a lot of parents are going to see for the first time some of the filth, some of the idiocy that's being peddled to their children in these institutions. And there are also, you know, some of them all over the country, there's a lot of districts and a lot of states that have just completely done nothing. I would say they just said, parents, are on your own. Have fun with your really? kids. Really? And a lot of yeah. Them, oh, yeah. I mean, in the state of Oregon, they said, oh, you know, equity concerns means we can't do anything because that means that, you know, some kids in a rural district or a poor district where they don't have high-speed Internet, they're not going to be able to participate. So they just shut everything down and said nobody could unenroll from school. Uh, I know because I, I was contacted by a mom who tried to drop out of the government brainwash camp and enroll in, whole, in homeschooling and was told by officials that, I know by executive order, you're not allowed to unenroll your child in public school during this time. Oh, yeah? But, uh, but yeah, that happened in a lot of states. And so I think a lot of parents will try out homeschooling for the first time and say, wait a minute, you know, that wasn't that bad. And actually it was kind of fun. And look, the kids are happy and, hey, they're learning. And, you know, mom lost her job anyway. So, hey, why don't we just keep doing this? And uh, that's that would right. be Mom's, yeah, phenomenal. That's right. Outcome. The parents are home now in, in most many cases. It was interesting, too, yeah. that the environmentalists are saying, oh, no one's driving. Uh, it's, the country's getting green. The world's getting green. Well, let's, let's put on our let's put on our um, let's reach into our inner Al Gore and say, well, you got to put your children on school buses that, for the most part, burn uh, diesel fuel, and they go to a, they go to this big old unsustainable building that does not have solar panels or may have a few, but not enough to uh, heat the whole place. And uh, boy, you keep them at home, it's green. It lowers your carbon footprint. 
only thing you have to make sure is you have a good internet connection. So I've actually, uh, you know, we have the Blumenfeld Archive, and I noticed a nice little uh, increase uh, the last several weeks of people um, going to the going to the site and downloading uh, some of the material, especially the Elphonics. And there's one uh, one lady bought a couple of our items uh, on the Federal Reserve Bank. And we correspond, you know, email, and I says, well, how did you hear about us? She said, uh, I just was searching, and I found you. And she says, uh, I was bored, and I was looking for something to do. So come to our website. You won't be bored anymore, right? So I think that's a, that's a good sign. And one of the uh, – there was an article by one of our uh, climate realist friends. I can't remember who it was. Paul Dryson, maybe. And it was about the plastic bags and uh, and the reusable bags having coronavirus. Well, I made some postings. This was about three weeks ago. And I says, will common sense prevail over uh, emotionalism? And will the um, plastic bag bans be repealed? And sure enough, they've been repealed. And then about a week later, uh, they said they said supermarkets, at least in the Boston area, and I'm, su- I'm sure it's all over the country because, you know, the mayor of Boston and the governor of Massachusetts aren't coming up with these ideas on their own. They're all, you know, being thrown out by the CDC or what. Uh, by other entities that they're just taking their marching orders from. So uh, now you can't even bring your, your reusable bag. And if you do, they'll, uh, the clerks will say, I can't even touch that. Uh, well, of course, because it may not have the coronavirus, but it has other nasty things in there. So let's hope that when this, uh, when this uh, blows over, Let's hope that um, the bans will uh, stay. The, the bans will not come into effect because it's going to be hard for them to say, "Oh, these are the reusable bags are great." Well, wait a minute—you told us these things were full of viruses. Now you're using it again. <laughs> I don't know. So I think that's, yep. that's just uh, one uh, positive thing. And also, made in USA. You know, the the mask. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all kinds of things. I mean, I think our supply chains are really going to start cutting China out of the loop. And uh, you know, we had a cover story in the New American last year. Uh, called the China Making Our Medicine, where we exposed the fact that uh, upwards of 90% of the precursors for our pharmaceuticals were being manufactured in communist China. And then during what this was coronavirus... Was uh, Alex, when was that? That was over a year ago, wasn't it? You had a, a, a yeah, story. I, I believe it was in September, yeah. So it was probably, what, eight months ago now. Yeah, and, and that was the cover story. And now suddenly people are like, oh, my goodness. You know, if people weren't reading the New American, we could have solved this problem long before we actually had a coronavirus crisis and the Chinese could threaten to withhold, um, you know, the active ingredients in Tylenol, for example, which, uh, you know, people use to, to suppress fever and to, to deal with pain and things uh-huh. like that. So uh, that will be another bright side. You know, Trump has already started uh, making moves on this front. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we will see communist China and the slave labor that they use increasingly cut out of our supply chains. And that will be a big boost, uh, not just for our economy, but also for our national security. Uh, and it will be a big blow to the deep state, which, uh, as we've been writing about for, for decades now, uh, really communist China, the communist Chinese party, is a creation, is, is, a, is a product of the deep state, going all the way back to when subversives in the Council on Foreign Relations uh, made sure that Mao would end up taking over China and stuck a knife in our close ally, Chiang Kai-shek's back. So uh, this hopefully will uh, will have some positive um, impacts from this. But you know there is the other side, Hal, and that is the totalitarianism that they're pushing. And so um, you know I think on balance it's it's more likely that we'll end up with a number of negative outcomes uh, than positive unless we're really really active and really take this opportunity to to move the ball down the field for our team. Well, what troubles me is how 
people are so conditioned to accept whatever they hear in the mainstream media people are walking around in masks and I'm walking down my side street and people are I mean I'm not that homely looking you know I'm not <laughs> people are crossing the street you know like oh you know and then there are some people who haven't come out of their homes they're just so afraid of catching the virus that they're staying having things home I've actually delivered there was a lady in the neighborhood that was looking for help to uh to get some go some shopping she wouldn't even answer the door see it through the window you know and and a healthy lady you know i'm thinking wow they've really brainwashed people and and of course now the new new phenomenon is plastic gloves and masks are littered all over the neighborhood too you know people are it, they, for the they're, they're wearing plastic gloves for the first time make most of them and uh, they don't even know the proper way to do it in, in the masks as well you know, they put their hands on the mask when they throw them away. That well, you just if there's any bacteria or virus on that mask, now you put it on your hands, dummy. You're gonna defeat the purpose of the whole mask. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Boston. That's uh, and again, th this is happening in other places. This was early last week that they were zip tying the zip tying the basketball nets. And I guess the good thing about that is that there are a lot of nets, that, a lot of basketball courts where the nets have been ripped off. So they actually had to put new nets on and zip tie them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. No, but you know, it, it, your point about the media is well taken. And I think most Americans now, if you look at the polling data, most Americans know that the media is lying to them. Most Americans are very suspicious of the media. But I think they're still struggling to understand how incredibly deceitful they are. You know, there's that old quote uh, that's often attributed to um, Hitler's propaganda minister, Goebbels, right? That uh, if you tell the people a small lie, they might figure it out because, you know, normal people can tell small lies to each other. But when you tell them huge lies, they would never even suspect because, you know, normal people just aren't into telling these enormous, elaborate lies. And I think a lot of Americans, even though they're, they're quite rightly suspicious of the fake media, you know, they love it when Donald Trump laughs at CNN and calls them fake news, they don't realize right. that, like, the whole entire programming is just a giant psychological operation designed to condition us, to train us. And, you know, I, I see otherwise very sensible people, conservatives, people who love liberty, people who support the Constitution. And uh, you can tell right away who watches television because they all walk around. They're like programmed robots or trained SEALs. You know, they all uh, repeat the same slogan. Oh, we got to flatten the curve. We got to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. And they just all keep repeating it mindlessly, not realizing how silly it all sounds to somebody who's unplugged from this idiotic box called the television. Hey, you look at this from the outside, you're like, man, you guys know that it's fake news, and yet here you are repeating their slogans. Crazy. Exactly, exactly. That's the, that's the power of the media. It was interesting, too. Um, I haven't listened to all the press conferences that Trump has held up, but I've listened to them you know, on and off. And the media, the, most of the people in the press corps, they're just, uh, trying to, they're just trying to nail them, saying, you know, catch him in something. Uh, but when I hear mayor, the mayor of Marty Walsh, not one person in the media has ever said, hey, Marty, you, you think your, your sanctuary cities has caused a, has been a problem in this? Nothing. They don't do that. <laughs> oh, on the mosque also, you've closed the churches. Have you closed the mosque too? You know, or, or Governor um, Baker, who's a left-wing uh, Republican, same thing. They just fawn over them. They don't say anything about their policies that have uh, helped us. And this, this is a very politically incorrect policy, but um, I think you agree that most big city mayors and liberal Democrat, Republicans, liberal but leftist uh, governors, have done everything they can to promote a lifestyle that leads to a weakened immune system. 
and that of course is the homosexual uh, lifestyle. Uh, yeah. And no one's saying, hey, maybe at least can you at least be neutral on this one, and not aggressively promote it in every government school. Uh, in fact, I yeah. uh, I went to a, and that's one of the another positive things. All of the drag queen reading hours have been canceled. <laughs> oh, well, like, don't worry, Hal. They've got this one covered. Actually, I, I wrote about this in my upcoming cover story for. Uh, the New American, you know, the perverts have also realized that uh, the kids are home from school, and so now one of these perverts said, oh, there's no drag queen story hour at school. We need to do it online. And so uh, this went online, drag queen yeah. called Nina West has uh, homeschooling with Nina, where you get to watch drag queen oh, wow. stuff in your home during your homeschooling. Oh, it's so sick. And uh, Psychus, the uh, used to be called the, uh, what is it, Sex Education and Information Council oh, of, the yeah, United Psychus, yeah, of the United States. Yeah. yeah. Founded uh, with uh, with help from the uh, disgusting pedophile pervert Alfred Kinsey, responsible for the rape and sexual torture of thousands of uh, innocent children, There's including babies book, five months old. That's right. There's an excellent book called the I think it's pronounced Seekus, but maybe it's an acronym anyway. Um, yep. It came out back in the early 70s, published by the John Birch Society, Western Islands, called the Seekus Circle, and it goes into the founders Pomeroy and all the perverts that were involved in that. So it's a very good book and. It's something, by the way, a doctor, my late friend, Dr. Milda Jefferson, she said, anytime you come across a copy, I want it. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I, I don't have a copy, but I need Do you have a copy? Oh, I, I don't. I would love to get one, though, Hal. So if oh, I can buy I'll one from you, I'd love to get one. One of, the good, one of the positive things about this virus is that uh, all, the, all the activities for Camp Constitution, all the public events and places I was supposed to speak and homeschool shows all been canceled. But I have a chance to go through my barn where I have all kinds of books and pamphlets and brochures, and I'm able to finally organize it. And I've been doing it for the last four or five days, and I'm finding, oh, here's a secret. Oh, there's another copy. So I'll uh, I'll get one off to you if you. Uh, I think. Oh, that'd be amazing. If you want to, if you want to, just message me or text me address. I'll uh, I'll get it off to you. Yeah. I'll do that. I, I'd, I'd sure appreciate it. And actually, I just wrote a, uh, a very, very extensive article. I'm doing a, a history of public education series for the Epic Times. And uh, other than that recent homeschooling one, another reason one I did was on the history of sex education. And uh, I exposed that. You know, it started off in the Bella Coon regime where they thought, hey, if we can expose these little kids to uh, perversion and pornography. That's the Hungary, and, the know, dictator of Hungary. Exactly. The dictator That's of right. Yep, so they were the ones who pioneered this, and their goal, their stated objective was to destroy the family and destroy Christian civilization to make way for this new communist utopia. Well, later Alfred Kinsey came along and gave this ridiculous idea some pseudoscientific respectability. Um, he actually had his pedophiles raping children, including five-month-old babies, four-year-old, four-year-old boys, uh, and they've got all the data. He's got it logged in his book called uh, Human Sexu- or Sexuality in the Human Male. He's got Table 31, 32, 33, 34 that documents That's right. this disgusting abuse, molestation, and rape of children. And uh, what these perverts said was, oh, look, this five-month-old baby is experiencing orgasm. They're experiencing climax. And they define that as screaming, right. shrieking, hollering, passing out, crying. Uh, you know, what kind of monster would take that seriously. But what they said was, hey, look, these children are sexual from birth. They can experience climax when they're five-month-old babies. That means we have to start sexualizing them in kindergarten as soon as we can possibly get right. our hands on them. And that's the origin of the sex education. Um, you know, I, I think 
parents need to know that. And so now I've, I've become really passionate about this. You know, the, the governor's promoting all this stuff, the public school system promoting all this. If people knew the history, I don't care if it's the most progressive, Obama-loving liberal, uh, you know, they would tar and feather the people responsible for this. And so I think it's an important, uh, you know, thing for parents to understand. It's important. It, it's an important um, policy to expose, and especially because of the damage that it does to how, you know, undermining the family, undermining um, biblical religion, undermining morality. Uh, it's just, it, it's so sad and it's so well, sick, Jesus and we know was, that these things hurt people for the rest of their lives. Jesus is very clear. He said, when you cause a little one of these little ones to sin, it's better to put a millstone on your neck and be tossed into the sea. That's and this right. is what they're doing. <clears throat> yeah, getting, getting to Kinsey, uh, the, um, he was a um, sadomasochist, and I, I can't say how he died in polite company. This is a family yep. radio show, but it was pretty disgusting. And yet he's considered this great liberator, this great man to just freed us from our moral restraints and all these generations of people that, that held their, you know, held sex in check and, uh, uh, oh, thanks so much. No, he, he's the one that, the out-of-wedlocks, out of the pornography, the suicides, and all these other things could be, should be pinned on him. And, 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 yep. and the Rockefeller Foundation, which funded that, and of That's all right. places, you would think it was in rural Indiana, you know, somewhat of a Bible Belt area where he did all this, these filthy experiments right under the noses of these folks. You know. Yeah, and they've still got a Kinsey Institute there, funded by tax dollars at Indiana University. Uh, makes you want to puke, yep. Yeah, well, um, again, it's, uh, you know, th th there's been a lot of exposure of these, uh, these people, and um, again, thankfully, uh, that now that all the children are home and some of them might be actually, uh, some of the parents might be seeing some of the stuff that's uh, coming through the, uh, their online computer, their computers and all. And now you're also, um, you are a teacher at the uh, Freedom Project Academy. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? We have about, oh, I don't know, we got about four, three or four minutes left. So tell us something about Freedom Project Academy and how can the listeners up there saying, gee, I don't know where to begin when it comes to homeschooling. I don't have a Ph.D. in math and history and science and geography. So how can I possibly teach my children? Yeah, well, thank you, Hal, for the opportunity. I'm, yeah, I'm a teacher at Freedom Project Academy. I teach advanced economics to uh, high school seniors and occasionally incredibly smart juniors. And um, our, our school is continuing as normal. I mean, we have, uh, you know, resurrection uh, week off here, you know, so we're on break right now, but starting next week we'll be back up as normal, and the virus really hasn't impacted us at all. Uh, the data is very clear about homeschooling. You know, parents, even if you don't have a high school diploma, your children will still on average do significantly better than the victims of government school. And I mean like 30 to 40 percentile points higher on the government's own standardized academic achievement test. Uh, but for those parents who want help, who want a partner, who want you know, a little bit more formal structure, interaction with a live teacher, a Freedom Project is a good option. It's an online K-12 school based on biblical values. Uh, your children will learn how to read with phonics, of course, and they'll learn real science and they'll learn real American history and real world history uh, rather than the fake history that the schools are peddling and the gender science, you know, chop off your wiener and become a, a new gender or, you know, <laughs> take hormones. And, you know, it's, it's unbelievable stuff they're teaching. So there's none of that at Freedom Project Academy. And uh, we actually have an article about it in the upcoming issue of The New American. But if people want to learn more, they can go to FPE. Freedom Project Education USA.org. That's FPEUSA.org. And uh, I think enrollment is open until the summer for people who want to enroll uh, next year. So.
We're actually considering having a uh, satellite school at our learning center in Lexington uh, where we, we could probably host 10 to 12 uh, comfortably. I think there's a minimum of a 10 to 12. So we, but I would encourage uh, churches, uh, civic organizations that have a place to meet, that they can, instead of building a million-dollar building, you can just have a satellite school right there. And all these churches that are – I drive by – in my travels, I'll stop off at churches and leave information and, uh, you know, about our camp and about the Blumenthal Archive, what have you. And uh, 98% of them, no, nobody's there. Uh, no, they have their Wednesday service, their Sunday service. The rest of the week, this big old building is empty, and it could be used yep. as a school. There's some exceptions, which are it's good to see. But uh, So that's, the, that's what people can do. And how many people are retired? And they're looking to think for things to do. Well, just be a, you know, you don't have to be a teacher. Just make sure there's a, the, the coffee pot is on and the computer is working and the internet connection is good. And you just sit there and kind of babysit, you know, because you and your colleagues uh, at the uh, Freedom Project do all the work, you know. The, 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 that's <laughs> it. Just make sure that it's, everything's working fine. So, again, what's the website for the Freedom Project? Uh, that's fpeusa.org, and, uh, and if you do pass that, I just launched out, and, and some other people uh, just launched a new ministry called Public School Exit, um, where we are working to uh, facilitate a massive exodus from the public school system, and uh, we're encouraging parents to uh, take this opportunity to free their children, take back control over the education, and if that means putting them in Freedom Project, great. If that means homeschooling them yourself, great. You know, anything to get them out of the clutches of government indoctrination, sexualization, perversion, dumbing down, and all the rest of it. So, Well, we've got Brexit, we've got Emera exit out of the UN, and we have Blacksit, right, getting blacks out of the Democrat Party. So what, are we, what do you call this right. one? Public okay. school exit, and that's where we got the name from. <laughs> yeah. Yep, they might think alike. That's great. Okay, and also the New American Magazine, the newamerican.com, and you have your own yep. site yep. called Liberty Sentinel, too. I do, yeah, and I published an article there about uh, Camp Constitution from you. So uh, if people want to know more about Camp Constitution, did. Hal, so you know it must be a credible source of information. It has to be very Obviously, if Hal is fighting for it, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, uh, folks. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff, and until next week, may God bless you. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.